Welcome to the Aqua Thinking Podcast. I'm Nas. Yo, what up? I'm Vince. And it's your boy Real. And we are the Aqua Thinkers. Alright. Before we start anything, before anything starts, let's get into our first sponsor. Our very first sponsors. Let's Woo. give it up. Let's give it up for everything. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So check it out. You ever had like a uh, bad one? Are you bad with money? I'm right. terrible with money. I'm like, I can't say for shit. You can't say for shit? I can't. I can't either. Are you good with money? I would think so, yeah. Yeah. I would think so. All right. So he he, <laughs> he doesn't need this, he, but he knows. he knows. He knows. I know. But listen, we got this Urban Billionaires Club, right? Plans to educate the community about the importance of money and management methods to obtain financial freedom resulting in the creation of generational wealth. So check them out at Urban Billionaires and they've on definitely Club me on out. Instagram and Facebook as well. They've so, definitely helped me out with some things. Right. So how y'all feeling, man? I'm tired. Um, I'm extremely tired again this morning. No, I'm not too tired. I actually was able to get some sleep last night. But it's homecoming weekend. Right. And, you know, homecoming, you living on the edge a little bit. So I'm, I'm still on edge a little bit. Okay. All right. How you feeling, Ralph? I'm tired. <laughs> tired. I'm I'm, I'm fucked tired. up. He said seven in the morning. I know he's tired. Seven in the morning. Bro. We've been partying like rock stars. That's it, the dedication right now to yes. get up because I heard my alarm ring. I heard it ring. He and heard I'm, it. And I'm like, bro, I'm, if I can ignore it, it might go off. It might go off. I, I I went to sleep and woke up about seven times. Really? Mm-mm. That's wild as hell. I, bro, because I was like. <sighs> I don't want to get up. <laughs> like, I just went to sleep. I just went to sleep. I just went to sleep, bro, like nine. Okay. Sleep is essential, though. We need sleep, especially during homecoming. Mm-hmm. You got to have some sleep. I'm hungover. Mm. How much did you drink? I don't a lot. I'm drunk right now, probably. I was mixing. I was doing a lot of yeah. ignorant shit that week. I was, I mean, not that week, <laughs> that day. It a seemed like a week, don't it? That's what I'm saying, bro. That was enough partying for the week. It shit. We partied for like like 12 hours, bro. Like mm. That shit was ignorant. Ignorant as fuck <laughs> at that point. I wanted to go home so bad. Nah. It was, it was really nice, though. Homecoming always bring back good feels. It was cool. It was so, all right, man. Vince got, Vince, Vince wanted to talk about this. Um, I think... Uh, it's very necessary in our community as black men, and um, I'm gonna just I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the spla to Vince to break it down for us a little bit before we get into the we want to call it the gray area. So we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna lead y'all into the gray area of things that's uh, not normal to talk about or that's like spaced out really like a I you, don't know you don't get too much attention on it. So uh. Just talking to Mike. That's what I was just telling oh. you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, today we we kind of want to talk about mental health, um, especially consider not considering, but seeing as it was just September. September is a, a big month for mental health, um, especially for for men. And uh, we know for the most part, black men are always uh, you know talked about in those conversations either um, the way we should be. So we wanted to just, you know, give you guys some, fuck, I keep saying, um, uh, shit, you're human. 
we want we want to give you guys some perspective from some black men um, on mental health. Give. I'm sorry. You're right. I know you're this very passionate. Cover. You're very passionate about this subject. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. Well, no, we we want to kind of dive in, talk about mental health, and talk about how you know uh, where we were or where where we are with our mental health and. Um, just some of the things we've kind of experienced or learned over time um, dealing with mental health. And that's really it. Okay, so I want to ask this question. Um, it may be off topic. It may be on topic. It's on topic mm-hmm. for sure. But when was that time where you knew, like, I'm fucked up in the head? Like, this is not okay for you. Mm. You coming out swinging? Yeah, I'm coming out swinging. I'm coming out with like a hard time, like a anxiety, depression. Like I can't shake the funk. Was it like adulthood or it was like childhood based? Like, cause I don't remember a time where I can recall like being um, depressed as a child. Mm -hmm. But a lot of things that we went through, like struggling wise, it could cause depression. But I probably didn't know that's what that was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So what was a time that y'all have had that was like damn i'm i'm depressed and this is like my first sighting of seeing this i would say my first time like really experiencing i i feel like depression had to be like when i was in middle school like niggas was going through it like um just you know middle school was like rough like rough as hell like Mm -hmm. bullying and shit like i'm a big guy and people might think i'm the bully but it, it I'm you not got no, bullied. You got bullied I, for being I, big. In middle school, not for being big necessarily, but you know, I got a big nose. Mm-hmm. People made fun of that. Um, other shit was going on at the time. Like, um, we ain't always had the best shoes, best clothes, and stuff. So mm-hmm. that was always like something niggas talked about. And then um, it just it got really like eighth grade year got really dark, mm-hmm. like to the point where niggas was like avoiding going to school, not like avoiding a like trying to avoid ass whooping, but more so, I don't feel like coming to school and being talked about. Ah, damn. Yeah. Damn. So that was like, I know for me, uh, I can't ever say like I, I was suicidal or anything, but during that time, I feel like those were one of the times where it was like, I did not want to be alive, but I wasn't mm. go handle that myself. At eighth grade? Eighth grade was, it was really rough. Like, damn. It was really rough. Kids is harsh. Kids, kid, but fuck it's, some it's, kids. It's, <laughs> fuck it's, them. It's, it's it's real honesty in, in in like kid. Like you know that meme where it'd be like, if you really want to know if you ugly, then mm-hmm. like ask a kid. Because <laughs> they really gonna tell you. Uh, I don't. What, what is name of time for you? I think my time came. Uh, my tenth grade of high school. Mm. My mom. I probably told y'all this story, but this is, is, is like a like a turning point in my life. Mm-hmm. And I tell the story a lot because it means a lot to me. But my 10th grade year of high school, my mom got into a really bad car accident due, due to some underlying issues, which made it worse. But I, I can't really talk about that. Mm-hmm. She got into a real bad car accident and her leg got messed up. Mm-hmm. And my mom was always a, a, like a woman who... If I wanted something, she would make sure I got it because mm. she was able. She was a nurse and things like that. So she made decent money sometimes. And uh, she would just always make sure that I had whatever I wanted for the most part. And when she got into this car accident, 
like even like to this day like the life is I feel like it's been taken out of her like, mm-hmm. after this car accident and um that just really made me depressed seeing her like that and then a couple months after that we had to go move with my sister and I had to change school districts and things like that and so I was staying in my sister's basement sleeping on the floor and I, I appreciate my sister for letting us stay there but you know how like when you in someone's space mm. and you can kind of sense that like it's like some type of hate not hate, not hate or, but, but like a like but, I don't want y'all here yeah yeah like, you know but, I mean? but like they're not saying it mm-hmm. but it's kind of kind of obvious yeah and, um, so yeah I just experienced like being somewhere where I wasn't wanted in every day you know and during that time of of, of depression what I kind of lean towards and, and what was was my way out was my books and like academics because I was like alright I couldn't play football because of like the transfer rule or because mm-hmm. when you transfer to a new school you can't play for mm-hmm. like a, a semester or so mm-hmm. so I'm like obviously my mom isn't going to be able to take care of me and provide for me my whole life you know mm-hmm. and from that point on bro like that's why, like, it's beauty in the struggle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ugliness and the success. It, yeah. Because, like, because, so <laughs> <laughs> like, for real though, like, I was not thinking about going to college. I wasn't thinking about mm-hmm. like back in Detroit. Everybody go work at like GM or Chrysler and like be right. plant workers. Mm-hmm. And like that's they make like, good money though. Yeah, they, they make do. Good money. But like that's like you know like top notch damn near. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's praise. Like that's glorified. I was like, all right, I might just might graduate. Well do yeah, that. do yeah. that. Oh, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's good money. But from my mom got into that car ac- accident and I start taking school serious. And, like, I realized, okay, this shit kind of fun. Like, I'm kind of good at this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of smart. And then um, from there, it was just uphill, bro. But, yeah, I, I just, like, I feel like in, in depression, it's good to find something that brings you happiness. Mm-hmm. And you can just, like, tunnel focus on. You know what I'm saying? And. That was kind of my thing. I feel like if if you're depressed and you don't find something to get away from it with, then you will let it linger and linger, and, and that shit will eat you the fuck mm-hmm. up. Because yeah. I've, I've been depressed after that, and in and, and those times, I, I just let it eat me the fuck up. And people may not have, have known shit. Y'all may, not, well, y'all may have known, but I real shit, I've, I've been depressed, like, this whole year, mm. if I'm being real. Like, I, I, I probably just got out of the shit, like, once school started back School is like Like people don't But I love school bro mm-hmm. Like that shit I don't know bro Like if I'm ever going through Like a hard what time up, or, or shit like that So what if you don't have school You know it's approaching that time Where you won't have school no more though But I'll have So I'm, I'm, the internship I'm doing right now That's It ain't school But it's something to work towards You know what okay, I'm saying Like you. during The summer When I was I was telling you I was in South Carolina For the internship or whatever Bro, I could have, and, and, and somebody told me, because um, I had told them, I was like, bro, I could have went there like 1 p.m. And they wouldn't have like known. Mm-hmm. And then somebody told me, they're like, shit, I would be cool with that. But I was like, I, I wouldn't. Because like during the time where I didn't have shit to do, mm-hmm. like real shit, I was in, in the room just crying, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like during like this time of having school and my internship and things I'm actually working towards, I like I, I kind of realized that, it's shit in life that's bigger than my problems that I've been depressed about. And it kind of make me say, okay, 
you was tripping. Mm-hmm. Nah, but you not though. Like not in 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 my, in my eyes though, I was because it's like, bro, like it's life. You know what I'm saying? Like I got naked. Like I'm about to graduate. I'm about to get like job offer is about to be you know mm-hmm. life life like, about to happen yeah like life and, and, and life is beating my ass right now man and i'm life cr- came out with a baseball bat on mm-hmm. bro i do get swinging. what you're saying i, I do because i feel like a lot of times we minimize our um art the things that we go through and we say well somebody got it worse which it may be true but shit i'm still going through what i'm going through in this yeah. moment and this is either new to me or shit i'm tired of it at this point mm-hmm. so it's like with, with depression mental health all that it'd be like you gotta really take that right where it's at and really go through it and deal with it and, and allow yourself to process it and like with the like you said finding something you you i definitely agree find something that you can uh get into to help you out of your depression but you gotta also make sure it's something um that's gonna actually help work your way out of it because like I know me when I go through my shit like I just I was just going through something and I was like on the couch for like two weeks sleeping on the couch um, and my bed was upstairs and shit like my bed upstairs but I'm sleeping on the couch for like two weeks watching TV binge watching and it, it feels nice but then as I go to sleep during the night I realize like damn I'm not happy I'm still not getting nowhere with it and it's like I had to like, okay, nigga, it's time to get productive. So I did. I got back into my book. Um, I started listening back to audio books. And then um, I started going out. I feel like especially when you're going through something, you have to get out of where you at. Because it's like the saying, you can't heal where you, you can't heal in the same environment you were broken in. Mm. Not that I was broken in our house or, or whatever. <laughs> Talk but, heavy. Talk heavy. With them. But <laughs> our house was like, um, our house is like, shit, it's, it's, our house, it was just the same place every day. So being in the same place every day for me wasn't good. So I had to, I started walking to the waterfall. Or not walking down. Yeah, d- definitely not walking. I was about to say, that's a far, <laughs> if y'all know where we live, that is a far-ass walk. That's a four-hour walk to the that's waterfall. A, that's probably more than a Bro, it has to be. That's like a day. From Dayton, a, a three-hour uh, three walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From our barbershop, is three-hour walk. Oh, is it? But, yeah. um... I started going to the waterfall, I started walking. And the waterfall for me, or at least the path and everything is therapeutic because it's like I'm outside, I get to experience shit. The sun is hitting me. The sun is like giving me energy and shit. So it's like sitting in that house in that dark room was not good for me. But being able to get out and feel like, all right, I'm doing something. Like even though I'm all I'm doing is walking, I know that, okay, my goal is to at least make it to the end of the trail. Or at least to just get out the house. And then even with the books, like like I said, in, in middle school, I was going through. I would feel like I was heavily depressed and stuff because um, of a lot of bullying and everything. And so it, and one of our teachers, our main teacher, uh, she was out for most of the semester. Um, <laughs> she was out in and out of... Uh, like in and out of school for most of the semester, so we had substitutes. You know when you got substitutes, the you teachers, be acting the, ass. everybody. I'm so my it's ass with the shit substitute. being said, and shit bro, happening. Just, I, I hate it was kids wild, like you. bro. Cause why? I mean, nigga, we mean? out, we I outside. When, like when, the when the substitute is when the substitute is in the classroom, Literally. we outside, nigga. I spent <laughs> I, I spent a good grip of that like time where she was out downstairs in our library reading. I got in. That's when I really. Like, found out, all right, reading, I love reading. Because it was like, it, that shit took me away from, like, 
I ain't gonna lie. I hate reading. I <laughs> yeah. I hate reading. Reading, I feel like um, you got to find what you're interested in, though. True. Like, me, I can't, I, I can't feel like, or I can't watch something or read something that I'm already experiencing, unless it's going to mm-hmm. help. I don't want to watch no depressing, well, I ain't going to say I don't want to watch no depressing shit, because I watch Grey's Anatomy. Um, but it's, it's good That's outcomes. Depression. It, like like wizards and shit. Like yeah, I love I love Grey's shit Anatomy. that don't got no. They, they hire well, the wizards. As far as the books and stuff <laughs> that I read, <laughs> that would be a redundant um, ass show. My <laughs> books are my books are about people understanding like superpowers and like uh, fantasy shit. It's not nothing that connects too much to the real world in a way of like, okay, this is my everyday struggle. This is what I'm going through. It's not. So it's like, mm. did you it, read Diary of a Wimpy Kid? I, I did, never, I, I never did. cared for it. I was one of them kids. I love I that, that shit. shit. When did you you like stop reading it? At like what book? I think the third mm. one. About the third one. What color is it? I think it was green. I could be. Oh, wrong. I, I stopped reading it. I could be wrong. The, the green one is about because you got yeah, the Roderick rules and yeah. I probably yeah, stopped reading at the, the blue one. one, Cabin Fever. So at at home, did y'all feel like um, mental health and everything was something that y'all could like really talk about? Um, Hell no. I'm not even gonna lie, bro. For for me, Hell no. um, not me. It was my mom's a therapist, mm-hmm. um, so she worked with like bad, not bad, because bad is always trouble, trouble, yeah, troubled children. Um, so I was always around them and whatever that case was, and my mom made it an open thing of like, all right, you can talk to me, even mm-hmm. though I didn't want to talk to my mom about a lot of things that I was going through. Um, she would always make that floor available. Like, you know, I'm not having you take no medicine. I'm not having, you're mm-hmm. going to talk your problems out. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, it hasn't, you know, I'm still young, so I still have my mistakes of, like, not really expressing myself too much because of as a black man with that connotation of um, boys don't cry. Mm-hmm. So it's just internalized, like, boys don't so, show emotion. I'm a very emotional man, um, to say. I like to... I'm very expressive in anger, but not expressive in other outlets. But that's because little boys were taught the only way you can really express yourself is through anger. Right. That's the acceptable way. That's deep. But, man, like, nah. My dad, like, even till this day, like, my feelings are not valid to my dad. Like, like, I respect my dad, love him to death, you know, like, I'll call him, he's, you know, great, but... Like if I call him and say, Yeah, I'm I'm going through something or this, this, that and the third, he'll just be like, Bro, you're a man or You're a man, drink a Capri Sun something. Like and then like my mom kinda liked that too. Although like my mom is more so like uh like she it, will will talk to me about it mm-hmm. a little bit. But in like within like the conversation we're having, it's kinda like, Why do you feel like this? Mm-hmm. I remember one time in uh college, my sophomore year, bro. It was just so much like, like you ever felt like out of nowhere just overwhelmed and mm-hmm. and like out of nowhere like I had just got done playing basketball at uh at, at, at Central and I lost the game and like that was enough for me to just start thinking about hella other shit going on in my life at the time and um the person I was dating at the time drove me to the to my dorm room and we went up to her room or whatever and I just started crying bro and she didn't do anything. Like she did nothing. <laughs> she did nothing at all. And so, 
But like she did nothing. I was like, okay, I don't think this is right. Like this ain't right. the person I should be with. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it was. I think that is important too. Like if if, if you're someone who struggles with mental health and things like that, having a partner. That, I'm gonna disagree. I'm that sorry. That kind of you disagree with, with I, what? I'm sorry to like cut you off, but I I feel like I know the direction you're going into. I, your partner, I when it comes for me at least, I feel like with mental health and and everything, that's not your partner's responsibility. I'm not saying it's your partner' mm-hmm. responsibility. I'm saying just having a, a a partner who is like caring. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm gonna bring you my problems every day, mm-hmm. but obviously like in a relationship and. And marriage and things like that. If I'm having a, a a bad day and you see me having a bad day, why would you just go about like like your day like oh fuck it? You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe that person doesn't know how to deal with it enough to be like, or and maybe that person like I know people. Shit, I'm the type of person sometimes when I'm going through something, I want to go through it alone. So I try to give people their space to to do that too. So maybe it's that. I was saying, okay, so you wouldn't need that. I was saying, like, basically. No, I need, I probably, I probably need, like, somebody there for me sometimes. But, like, I, like, in the in them first few moments, sometimes I feel like I need to be by myself. So, it's like, I try to give that to other people. Like, I'm not going to bother you too much. I'm going to allow you to process what you're going through on your own a little bit. And then I'll come in and be like, hey, you know. You good or whatever. Yeah. Basically, w- w- what I was saying is, like, be with someone who knows how to understand you, like, when you're going through shit like that. And they, like, do what makes you feel better. You know what I'm saying? So, whatever that may may be. It don't mm-hmm. have to be extraordinary or out there, but whatever that may be. So, mm-hmm. where you need someone, just make sure that, you know, that you with someone that can reciprocate that, basically. So, what if, okay, what if you not... In a relationship with somebody though Like what if you Or I mean you could use a friend But I think that's what I'm saying I feel like it's a lot of pressure to put on Another person Cause it's exhausting Like um, being on the other end of that Can be exhausting Like I, I in the past And I just know like we, We've had friends who, who were going through shit And though um, I used to be the kind of person who would Like try to take it on for them Like I'm gonna help you out through your thing but it becomes exhausting, mm. and it, it's a like I we gotta just go to therapy. I think um, all I, of us like a group thing. Not go together. Are you, are I mean, you talking could. about to your point? Are you? Yeah, are you, I okay. think people just gotta because the, per, the what you describing the person who knows how to help you when you're going through. It's a therapist. People don't people don't go to therapy. They start podcasts. I seen that shit, and I was like, damn, because I was like, I was like, damn, I'm really telling did. my stories and shit. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah. Go ahead. It's Continue. the black way out. <laughs> it is the black way out. It's a black outlet. But Start a podcast. I think... Uh, Laugh now, cry later. With a lot of things, um, with a lot of things, we need to fix... Like, it's so hard shaping your mental health because with, even with uh, on suicide, mm-hmm. I was a big thing like, oh, everybody has something. Now everybody has anxiety. Mm-hmm. Everybody has... Um, depression. Every this is becoming a trend. It'll Everybody look like that. right. Everybody has suicide. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But 
and I used to ask people, I'm like, bro, people are, you know, being suicidal for a trend until it happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I never thought I was, because my mom, would, my mom, yes, she was very open, but she was like, she would always tell me, like, suicide is a weak trait, mm-hmm. which is like, you, but you really can't help that. Because even though I can say I care for you or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is, I still feel alone. I still feel like nobody gives a fuck about me. Nobody does any. Nobody's gonna do anything. Who who cares if I'm here? That's mm-hmm. how I used to think. So until suicide happened to me, I'm I'm ignorant to it. So I'm like niggas just you know I'm saying to myself like niggas just off themselves. They just doing it just because you know what I mean. It's a trend. But when it happened to me, I was like, damn, that was like a like a yeah. karma revelation because it was like, damn, I really I, life was hitting me so hard to the point where I, I didn't want to be here. Life was hitting me so hard that it was like, damn, like I'd rather I'd rather be in a box than just keep living this reality type shit. So I think um, what a lot of things people have to be more just conscious of the signs. Mm-hmm. Um, if a person is getting big, don't be like, oh, you getting fat as fuck. Oh no, I've been depressed for a couple months now. Mm-hmm. I've just been eating to like. Cause I've been laying on the couch and, and, and things of that nature. Um, another childhood uh, trauma, cause I didn't really get to uh, express my story. I hate to revisit that, but um, when I noticed I was depressed as a kid, was a kid. Um, everybody, I went to a Catholic uh, elementary school, so it was more so. It was it was a lot of white mm-hmm. people. It was a uh, mix and interracial, but it was a few black people. Everybody had dads, to, to say the least. So with me, it was more so like, oh, I'm about to do this with my father. I'm about to do this with <laughs> a lot of, what? What? A lot what? of things. A lot of things, right? Look, a lot of people was going to do with a lot of things, but it was just like, damn, I don't really have that, like, that conversation. I was out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they would go home. I, would, I wouldn't I would be able to invite them to sleepovers because we were sleeping, like, on my grandmother's couch. So I would be going to, like, hella places over their house and stuff like that. But I was like, damn, when is going to be my turn? Mm-hmm. You know, when is going to be, like, my turn to have host my friends or something like that? Or when can they come over? So it was just like, damn, I can't do none of this shit. You know, I got all it. My mom made sure I had all the type of the games, all type of shit, but it was just those um, circumstances, n- yeah. those circumstances, and not non-materialistic things. I felt like I needed. Wait, um, so, in that question instance. on that. So, you, <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> you did know him. your dad, though. I I know my father. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know my dad. But you've seen him? Yeah, I've seen him. Okay. I know. I've I've had pictures. I got all that. <laughs> But it's more so the fact of um, it was just like, damn, like, this nigga got a dad. This nigga got a dad. And he's there at their baseball games. He's there at their football games. They dapping each other up. Mm -hmm. Where my dad at? You see what I'm saying? Like, or, oh, yeah, I just went on a fishing trip with my dad. Uh, I went on a fish trip with my uncles. It's not this. It don't don't hit the same. You see Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Those values and, and things of that. So. Um, that depressive thing came from circumstance of seeing your reality. You looking at these people, these people got the nicest cribs and, and shit like that. And I come home, I'm, I'm in North Philly. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, this shit, this shit, you know what I mean? But serious question though. Yeah. How, how do you feel like not having your dad as like a strong 
I guess like presence uh, within the household. Strong presence. I was very um, affected you. It, it affected me a lot to the point where it was like I didn't like male mentorship. Mm. I hated it. Like any man that tried to come into my life as like oh a type of father figure, whether uncles, whether um you know programs or whatever the kid. I hated that shit because it was like you're not him. Mm. You know what I mean? And either way you try to pretend to be him or feel like you are him, you're not him at all. Um, and uh, I'm missing my point. I'm missing my point. How did it feel? Like My my feelings was it, it was like I got it normal to where I made it funny. You know how like with comedians, they make pain funny. Mm-hmm. So I had to make my pain funny to a certain degree. Um and that was just more so one of those things where I was just I was just really fucked up about it. Like, damn, nigga, you couldn't come to a, like. I think my dad came to like I can name on the count of my fingers like how many like things my father has went to. Hate to make this a daddy issues episode, mm-hmm. but no, nah, but, but that's what it's a part of my like my health. But what I was looking to, what I turned to was TV shows. So I would look at like Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. That's how you treat a woman. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Oh, you gotta be funny. You gotta have that charisma. You had to have that charisma. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Oh, that's how you. That's how you know what I mean. A male figure is supposed to act. So I, more so, it wasn't about um, people like the man who wanted to be, you know, and help me. It was more so I turned to TV to be my dad mm. and 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 develop those traits and to learn some type of. Do you think it's because, like, um, not and not to go super deep, no. um, but do you think, like, the TV thing, you, you was okay with the TV thing because you knew you would have that? Like, you would always have the TV thing versus, like, someone who can just come in and out whenever they please? I think that, like, it was one of those, like, um, Uncle Phil joints. Mm. Like, damn, I wanted somebody like Uncle Phil. Like, even though Will, that was, like, a real thing to me. Like, mm. Will is not his kid. You see what I'm saying? But he treats him so well. And then that father episode really hit because it's like, damn, this nigga is really like that. You see what I'm saying? Like, this nigga really, all right, came, woo, I get you some sneakers, I, I lace you mm-hmm. up. All right, I'm cool, I'm out. Boom, see you later. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, nigga, like, that shit will fuck your mental up so much as a kid to the point where you become numb to a lot of things, mm-hmm. like a lot of, like, disappointment. So I don't get disappointed a lot because it's like, all right, your dad finna pick you up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And it's like, nigga, all right. Like that meme, like you outside and you waiting on your dad. Like, nigga, I'll be waiting for months mm-hmm. type shit. That's how I felt. But yeah, that was a very um, that was a very depressive time for me um, as a kid, even laying on the couch like from 8 to 14 um, and not having a full bed for real. Couch so. baby. Like, not for real, though. Niggas so. that grew up on couches, <laughs> no, it was not. It was not pretty at that all. Shit, pallets and shit, staying over your cousin's house, bro. That shit is. Um, and this is not like you know uh, for for the who is ever listening. This is not for trauma based or wh- wherever. We just giving our stories, our mm-hmm. lives because what I feel like what a lot of people do or don't do, they don't give that realness mm-hmm. of. I was, or they, they had like a space, and it's probably somewhere where it's a space that's missing, but everything I listen to, it doesn't hit that space of, I've I've been mm-hmm. here. They always show success, but never, mm-hmm. I've been here before. So that um, that's that's just the thing for on that end kind of the spectrum. Like kind of going back to what you said earlier about the, okay, like 
I feel like once we got to college, we started seeing a lot of more stuff about mental health. We started mm-hmm. seeing like a lot of people talking about anxiety, a lot of people talking about depression, a lot of people talking about suicide. And I, I do remember us being like, bro, why is this nigga on Twitter acting like this? And this mm-hmm. is not how he is in real life. And then boom, like you said, it, and you don't know until you in, in those shoes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that especially co- coming into college, that was a time for us because we came in in 2016. Um, and the you came in what, 2017? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dang so. All this shit. <laughs> When we came into college, it was like people were just now starting those conversations about mental health and about um, being able to really express what you was going through. And coming from homes where it was like, okay, mental health, you can you may be able to talk about it. You may not be able to talk about it, but it's not just too out in the open. And you see it and you like, nah, they, they faking. That's not real. Like, right. it's, you're not yeah, really taking it serious. But I really do feel like a lot of people overdo, mm. like, their mental illness. Like, nigga, you ain't, like, I hate to say it because it's such a, it's a sensitive thing, but, like, I've, I've been around people who fake the funk. Mm. And I'm like, you, you're not like that because mm. you're perfect. Like, I understand people have their mental issues, but you're not on the spectrum of where it's like, everybody just be like, bro, you're just doing the most at this point. Like, mm-hmm. you're doing extra to have attention. But mm-hmm. that's also a mental illness to seek attention because you weren't brought attention as mm-hmm. a child. You see what I'm saying? So I just hate that that part of the mental health. You're always, with any department of anything, whether it's sex, this, this, that, there is always somebody who's going to fake the funk of what they really are of anything. Fair. Also, I hate when, like, people try to, try to break shit down. And like say like say like somebody is like a funny guy or whatever. I'm funny. And then and funny. then people be like people are like, oh he's always cracking jokes because his dad didn't love him or something. <laughs> you know it's like I feel like that I'm triggered because now that example was more so based on my story. <laughs> <laughs> it was based on my story, so I'm triggered at this point. Hey, I even realized though, but damn, but uh. Yeah, I just hate when people be trying to like break people down and shit. Like, nigga, like, where, what make you qualified to tell me why the fuck I do what I do? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Another thing. I mean, a, a, a therapy license or, you know, a license. Obviously, people who don't oh. have one. Oh, okay. Another thing. <laughs> I'm talking shit. Vince, Vince can attest to this one. Um, I never made my my issues like I will always tell Vince like I mean. Like, uh, what is that? Like Internalizing? I'm not even internalizing it. I would tell Vince, like, um, that happened. I'm not going to blame. I'm not going to play the blame game. I'm like this because of this person. I'm like this because of that. Remember I never, absentee father? Yeah, absentee. I be thinking about that. That man, he came to speech. He was like, absentee father. But I ne- and he was more so blaming, like, all his issues because of his dad. Mm-hmm. But I never played the blame game when it came to my depression and anxiety. And now it's a lot of things that happen in place. Mm-hmm. But I never said, you're the reason I'm fucked up. And this and that. I just never. I just used to just cope with my shit and just keep it pushing. Honestly. That's something that I need to change on my end, if I'm being honest. What, the blame game? Yeah, I, f- I feel like it's, it's certain things and, and people that I blame for uh, things that I do in life. And it shouldn't be like that because at, at the end of the day, you know, I got my own life. I'm my own person mm-hmm. and I do what I want to do. And um, it, it's kind of hard saying that, honestly, because I've done some things I'm not proud of. But at the end of, of the day, it was me doing it. Right. You know, but 
I think that is is like really important though. Just not playing a blame game and looking yourself in the mirror and saying I am where I am or I am who I am because and of me. But no, sometimes you can't always help that part. I was you about see to say saying? I played a blame because game because a lot of things people force upon you when you don't. You, mm-hmm. You're not like really trying to what? do anything. Like what? Like what um, do they force? They force rape or molestation, mm-hmm. and yeah, we're here. Or that's not, just, wait, that's we're not here. funny. We're okay. here. But we're here now. Even just like the the numbness, like I know, um, like growing up, like shit. My parents were loving and shit, but I, I had ten siblings. Um, I I got what seven, four sisters, seven brothers, some shit like that. It's it's seven, no, six brothers, four sisters, six brothers, hella cousins. Um, so growing up. As a like literally as a little kid, I'm talking like four years old. Like growing up, niggas was not allowed to cry like around my brothers At and all. shit. That's like it would and, and they would um, niggas would they would be like anything you did, you laugh, you enjoy something, it's gay. And growing up as a kid, hearing that, that's just that wasn't some shit. Like now you now that I'm older, I realize like all right. Being gay isn't about a bad. It's not a bad thing. It's for not a bad any, thing. Anything at all. It's not but a bad it's thing. also not about like in a TV show, or it's not about laughing or crying as a as a kid. It's nigga. That's what you're supposed to do. You go through life. You're supposed to be able to enjoy things. But because I had to grow up like that and grow up in a way where it's like now I have to shut everything off and just internalize it so I can. Um, so I can feel like one of the boys, so I can feel like um, I can kick it with my brothers or I feel like I won't have to be like, shit, bullied by my brothers and cousins. Like my older cousins and my uh, brothers, were, my older brothers were bullies. Like that's just how it goes. I had a real talk with my mom like when I was young. I heard the gay words so much mm. as, a, as a kid. Like, oh, that's gay. You like bubble gum, that's gay. Mm-hmm. This and this and that. I had to question myself like, Am I gay for liking this? You see yeah. what I'm saying? So I asked my mom, you know, she was like, well, do you like men? I was like, no. Do you like this? She was like, I was like, no. Mm-hmm. So she's like, then you're not gay. Just yep. stop listening to people and their opinions. It's of, hard, though. And when, it's hard when, when it's you're, you're all a kid, being though. dictated by these niggas, and especially growing up into it. Because you, you, like, for me, I expect it from my brothers, or at least you think your brothers is going to be your brothers. And, like, not saying my brothers, not my brothers, because I love y'all, but y'all niggas was fucked up a little bit. Y'all know that. Like, um, I just feel like it was shit where it's, like, growing up, I I realized, especially within, like, these last two years, I realized, okay, I can't blame y'all for everything, but y'all are the root of it. Like, Mm -hmm. not being able to express myself as a kid growing up caused me to, like... Now, as an adult, I'm emotionally stunt. Like I, exactly. it's it's hard to have a relationship because I don't want to be open with you in that relationship aspect. I don't want to be emotionally available. I don't want to. Um, it's not, and not even that I don't want to. It's just it it kind of physically hurts to try to open it up to somebody. Mm-hmm. It's a, like okay, like freshman year, uh, freshman and sophomore year. Uh, I think me Nas is like the first like. Um, besides my little brother Carl and besides my brother Terrence, Nas is like one of the first um first like men outside of my family or or just first men that I've encountered that I've actually been able to like um really open up to and express myself to cuz it it wasn't like that growing up. It wasn't no you expressive. And and in the beginning, 
it was awkward as fuck. And, and it kind of like was taking a toll on our friendship because it was like, nigga, I'm, I'm okay. I've, I'm, I'm going through this and you don't understand it. Cause I can't express myself and say I'm going through. And right. I remember, uh, <laughs> remember them. It would be nights where me and Oz was roommates and it would be some shit. We, we was, or some shit I would be going through. And, Instead of just talking how we talking face to face right here, I would have to turn off the light because I couldn't look at him and and kind of mm-hmm. express myself. I I I felt too vulnerable, so it's like with the lights off, you don't see me like you and I ain't up there like crying. Little, it was like a voice in the dark that was just talking <laughs> to me Some, and shit. Sometimes though, <laughs> I feel like. I feel like that is like a comforting place for a lot of people because like if you realize, I feel like if, if if you look back and like think about it. A lot of like deep conversations happen like in the dark, like in the dark, mm-hmm. like in the bed, like with someone, you with your significant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what I mean, bro. Yeah, I know what I mean. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's when when you feel most comfortable vulnerable. having. It was mo- when you yeah. feel most vulnerable when you're relaxed and you mm-hmm. in yeah. your bed, you're chilling and you have those thoughts. And then like you just let it go, like and and I love like having that time with uh. With someone, I feel like that's when I could just be honest and mm-hmm. get some input and things mm-hmm. like that, and it and it feel good again that off your chest, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that is important. I feel like a lot of people don't even talk about like what they got going on or how they feel or why they feel that way and what led up to them feeling that mm-hmm. way. And it's a lot, a lot, a lot of things that I haven't talked to people that I f- I feel like have kind of contributed to some of my trauma mm. and I haven't talked to them about it. And and like I've tried but but they're not You feel like they won't listen. They're not willing. And then mm. and then it is it, also like okay, your 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 feelings aren't valid cuz I did this for you or your feelings aren't valid cuz I did this for you. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, okay, yeah, like like you looked out and and you made sure I was good and I appreciate it, but along the way you did some fucked up shit. That I still think about, and it would be good if mm. I could get some closure on it. Exactly. Have you mm. ever been able to get closure with anybody? With anybody, like regarding like, like a situation that's made me like, feel some type of way. Yeah, like not feel some type of way, but something that you know has like affected you. Like, like yeah, yeah, I yeah, I would say, as far as like most recently, like probably one time out of all the all the times that I've would say I, I've experienced like some form of de- um, depression and, and that mm-hmm. happened most recently and, and it was real though because it, it, it was something like I said that I needed to look at myself and, and, and say Darrell you you kind of fucked up mm-hmm. you know and and a lot of people don't probably won't even think um, of, of me a certain way you know and um, is so for me Something I'm really scared of is becoming my father. I nigga, I <laughs> nigga. I, like, no, oh, I'm sorry. No, I no, no. No, I'm saying like, I'm sorry to cut you off, but like I mean that so heartily. But I said like the same thing you run away from sometimes might be the thing you need to advance sometimes. And I what I say by that is like. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be like this. But that man probably has some traits that you probably need to advance in life. You see what I'm saying? And and that's something that I've realized with with my father. Like there are traits that I have of his that I've 
Man, damn. Bro, that I value. You passionate. You passionate. That I value. But there's also a lot of traits that unconsciously I will see myself exhibit and it's like bro what the fuck are you doing like this is the same thing that you he said does, yeah. you didn't want to be you exactly. didn't want to do and then it's like damn like and, and bro that shit eat me up and, and like that's part of the reason like I work so hard and, and it shouldn't be like that like the reason I work so hard shouldn't be me trying to get away from things or or me not trying to be like somebody Granted, it's, it's, it's kind of fueled me and like, right. you know, it's got me somewhere, point. but it's like, it, it shouldn't be that, you know? What Do I'm you saying? feel like working hard and like, cause you know, y'all may not know Darrell, but this nigga be on like scholarship and everything else and internships and grades is for the most part always to good. to help on an oil plant. L- literally, <laughs> like this nigga, <laughs> he gonna be one of our big private investors yeah. in 10 years. But um, like, do you, do you feel like, um, Doing all that and keeping up with all that is you trying to uh, validate, like, not your existence, but validate your your worth to the people around you. Like, if I'm doing this, then y'all should appreciate me. If I'm being honest with you, bro, if I'm being completely honest with you, bro, like, 100, yeah, I ain't gonna lie, because, like, as I'm, I ain't gonna lie, yeah, bro, And, 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 like, I'm happy that it's something positive, you know what I'm saying? Because some people, validation will be them sticking a needle in their arm or them putting something in their nose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that mine is something positive. Although I'm like, I hate that it's like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if, if y'all notice it, but lately I've been kind of like by myself lately. Oh, I've, I've, noticed. Noticed, I've, noticed, I've noticed a bunch. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me. But, I've noticed a bunch. But like, like, that's just because, bro, like, it's because of that. Like I was drawing, drawing like my validation and things like, like that from people, when I should draw it from within myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's been happening from such a young age, bro. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, it was a point where I was playing playing football, and I stopped playing football, and um, I started skateboarding. I ain't gonna. Lie, I started skateboarding. I, I was. A, I, started I, I like skateboarding. skateboarding. Yeah, I started skateboarding, <laughs> and I think it was out of just being like rebellious, like. Against my father, cause he, I just like he was out the box. Yeah, like 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 you know, like you ever felt like, especially like as as like an adolescence, mm-hmm. like the feelings that you have towards your parents are mm-hmm. so magnified. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, he like he like he likes that I play football. I'm about to stop playing football on the fucking skateboard, <laughs> you know. So right. I stopped playing playing football, skateboard, and um, I was the opposite. My my dad's total like attitude towards me changed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, from then, it's just been, like, I would try and, and be successful and let people know of my success because I, I felt like, okay, this adds value to me. Mm. Like, this will bring me some type of value. Like, unconsciously, but also consciously because mm-hmm. I know, it's like, it's there. But it's not, like, that's the only thing in my mind, if that makes sense. But I know it's there. Mm. What do y'all think? Um, okay, because we've talked a lot. Like about our parents, right? We always do. We it, yeah. always, it always circles back to the parents because <laughs> parents have a lot to do exactly. with, with our awkwardness. Like I feel like we get our awkward shit from our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Like, because it seems like y'all have been able to express yourselves on this podcast a little right. bit more. What do y'all think? Um, y'all parents might think like listening to this and seeing like uh, clearly where y'all coming from. My my dad wouldn't. 
wouldn't understand. Like, honestly. Like, I've tried to talk to him so many times. And my dad, just to be transparent, my dad does a, a, a decent amount of, of things for me. Like, mm-hmm. he does a lot of things for me. Like, um, he does a lot for me. And, like, I appreciate it, especially, like, now as a college student, there's certain things I, I don't have to worry about that he does. But also with that, it's like with him doing those things is a constant reminder that he does those things. Mm. You know, like, so say he pays my, like, car insurance, you know, and then something comes up. He'll be like, oh, uh, no, 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 I, I paid your car insurance. You don't mm. do nothing. This is that. Yeah, that. I hate that. You know, I yeah. And, and I do hate that. And it's like, and it's like, you know, like. And, and like this kind of where like the validation comes from, but it's like I do like so good that you would think that he would just be happy and for willing, me. Willing, and, yeah, like will, like if no you're like, oh you shit in this yeah. world. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no way, oh you shit in this motherfucking world, man. It's for the fucking self, and these niggas is selfish, bro. But it's like it's like it's so much other shit I could be doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like. In my mind, I think if I was able to, and my kid was on the positive track and doing positive things and trying to better herself, I would do everything in my means reasonably that I could do to help him. Mm-hmm. You know like, what I'm what, saying? What would you do different? What would, like, what was that segue? I'm sorry. To, no, that was actually a good question. It's not what I would do different, because my dad does do for me. Like, if I called mm-hmm. him right now and said, oh, I need, like, $100, I'm, like, 99 percent sure he had sent it to me yeah, uh-huh. but it would just be like the runaround yeah like what i i would do different is i would never make them feel bad about that especially mm-hmm. when they're when i know like they're not just out here bullshitting now if my son out here trying to sell dope or not not saying nothing wrong or you wasting I, the money or yeah some shit. not saying it's nothing wrong wrong with that need, but that just like just because i am i'm not gonna say hey, but, shut the hell up <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I, I was about to say another while. I was I was just about to say I am gonna open up a dispensary oh, sometime, that's sometime. That's sometime. That's but uh, yeah, I just wouldn't make them feel bad about like. Oftentimes when I ask like my pops for some, I will feel bad about it. Like, damn, and and then that also makes me build like this independentness where I don't have to call him. Mm-hmm. Like now I only call him if I absolutely have to. And my dad said I'm something on the phone with me. He was like, oh, you know what? I'm so blessed because. Um, because I don't use people, and 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 if I got it, then I'm not gonna ask somebody else for it. And I think that my dad thinks that I'm like rich as fuck. Yeah. I swear to God, I was like my dad for some reason. I feel like he he thinks I'm just like but rich those, as hell. But you know, a lot of what a lot of mental health, and um, we're gonna circle right back to the main topic at hand. Mm-hmm. The, a lot of mental health becomes from the pressure of your parents. Like like I didn't achieve and. Uh, we said this in the intro as well. I didn't achieve this, and I want you mm. to be the best you can be, so we can outlive, like outlive this circumstance. Like I'll put all my eggs in the basket for this investment of my child. Sometimes, so we can live of means. So that pressure of you have to be this, you have to be that, mm-hmm. you have to be this, you have to be that, and it's like that will fuck your mental up because it's like, what if I don't become this? Mm. What would what would you do? <laughs> you know, like, what would you do? Like, your dad, how we, or, your dad would probably come back in your life to this point. If what we don't, if I'm not the success you see me as, you know yeah. what I mean. What if I'm a, a fuck up? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And where do we go from there? Now we both down and out. You know what I mean. 
I feel um, kind of grateful because, like, my, my parents aren't like that. Um, my father wasn't like that. My mm. mother's not like that. Um, like, my mother wants me to definitely go do my best and everything. She wants me to succeed. She wants all that for me. But my mother is more so, like, when, when I went to college, I think throughout high school, um, I, I, I was able to really show her, like, okay, I can be an independent person. Like, I got a job in high school. Mm. Um, I started just doing my own thing in high school. I was living with my sister. So it was like, I re- and I was taking care of business as I did that. I was, grades were still good. Grades, um, I came home with like 3.8s all the time. Like, grades was always good. And like I said, I was working. I didn't really have to ask my mother for too much. And I think during that time, I was able to show her. And I was also still responsible. Like, um, Senior year, I was like 18, um, so I was able to leave school whenever I wanted, and I I didn't need my mother's permission. Mm. But I would leave school sometimes because uh, I didn't have classes at the end of the day. Right. I would leave, and before I leave, though, I, I would text my mother and say, hey, I'm leaving school, just um, just so you know. And then I will be out with friends just to ease her mind and everything. So to get to the point, though, nah, <laughs> when ahead. when I got to college, it was like I remember I, remember I had uh, – I remember right before I left for college and my mother was like, um, she was like, I know I don't have to tell you anything when mm-hmm. you when you go out there. You've been who you are. You go continue to be who you are and not in no bad way. But like you, you've always made sound decisions and you've always like she basically had faith in me and she believed in me. So, so did you ever think that you were your mom's one? Oh, yeah, definitely. You like me? that's I'm, I'm 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 Alvin. And y'all the fucking chipmunks to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alvin. Nah. Like, how do you feel like your siblings were affected by like your development in life, or mm. how were you affected Damn. by their development in life? Niggas talking so, that shit. <laughs> that's an actual good question. That so, is really good. Growing up, uh, I was one of them kids that learned really early on. I did not have to be the one to touch the stove to know that it was hot. Cause my siblings was go do that shit first. Oh, so like, my my siblings don't know it, but they taught me a lot of life lessons through the life lessons they had to go through. So like the relationship shit, I don't go through. We not doing relationship drama, cause I'm not going through that. Like it's a lot of shit that I can be like, I can nip in the bud real fast with relationships, with life and other stuff. But it's because they're trials and errors. Like. I was able. It's like Squid Games. If y'all know, if you know, I ain't see that shit. Yet. Listen, if you watch Squid Games shit. and and you seen the part with the fucking platform and they walking across that bridge, my siblings was the mother niggas, and, and I'm I'm. You was number sixteen. Y- y'all know who I am coming through that bitch. Um, but no, I I was able to really learn from my siblings in in a way that it was bad that they had to go through it, but I didn't have to go through it. Basically, like shit, it was a lot of shit that affected me. A lot of stuff that my siblings did that affected me that like really made me realize like, like with my nieces and nephews, I got like 26 of them. And so like the shit I went through with my siblings, I teach my nieces and nephews like learn from it. Please learn from it. Y'all have examples. Y'all have people y'all can look at and be like, Okay, this person did this and that, or they tried to go about it this way. Let me see if I can do it that way. And shit, it's just trial and error, but not your trial and error. Do you think, like, anyone within your family, like, seen 
what what you were doing and kind of felt like some resentment towards you? Um, I don't want to say resentment. I do. I feel like I was given an opportunity that maybe my siblings did not have. Like shit. Um, like growing up, like niggas struggled, so it wasn't always focus. wasn't always where it could have been. So I feel like my siblings, like that, and that's one thing I had to learn too, because I used to like. I used to be a judgmental person, and I used to think like, man, "Shut up!" I man, used to like, "Cause nigga," and it used to not. It used to be to a point where it wasn't like it wasn't something that I was doing consciously. Like I'm trying to pass judgment on you. It was me giving my opinion, but it wasn't my. It wasn't fair for me to give my opinion in a lot of situations because it wasn't. It wasn't something I had lived through, or it wasn't like yeah, we grew up similar, but my, the way I was able to like shit. It was it was all of y'all. Me and Carl, uh, we are ten and eleven out of eleven kids. So we kind of got more attention growing up because it was like y'all are y'all are the only two focused. Everybody else is back to back. So it's like damn, y'all growing up all together, kind of. Um, and then it was just other stuff going on at the time. So mm-hmm. I realized like, um, I I like I'm not one of them people who my siblings. I know my siblings aren't jealous. Well, Adam. Adam a jealous ass motherfucker. Nah, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Adam. <laughs> but nah, um, my siblings I know aren't jealous of me. Thanksgiving about to be real interesting yeah. in his house. But I do think that my siblings, um, to an extent, I feel like my siblings didn't get the opportunities that I, I, I was given. Mm. So that's something, whenever like I go home, I, I take that into consideration and kind of leave how I feel at the door sometimes. It's about that time. It is about that time. Do you want to leave the daydreamers with the? Well, we're going to leave the daydreamers with a mental note. But what is the mental note you feel like for anybody who's being depressed or somebody who feels down about their situation right now? What is that mental note you would let them, you know, know to express themselves in some way, shape, or form? Find your outlet. Um, it doesn't really matter what it is, like as long as it ain't drugs too much. Like, I, like a lot of people be like weed, like they go to weed and be like weed ain't bad, but don't please, please don't abuse the weed. Don't substance abuse. Please, yeah. no substance abuse. Find something that it doesn't. Like a lot of people think when you're going through it, you have to be productive. It doesn't have to be like you out here filling out job applications or anything else. It just needs to be something you feel, you find value in. So like me, I, when I was going through this shit, I started painting. The painting, it wasn't like it was therapeutic because now I'm painting. And I can actually think through my thoughts now. My thoughts aren't uh, everything. Don't seem as heavy as it did a few minutes ago. So mm-hmm. find something that you find value in, and, and give your time and energy to it. But you know, it can be anything. It could be a sport. It could be a. Um, it could be music. It could be artistry. It could be whatever you need it to be. But just make sure it's something, or not make sure, but try to make sure it's something that's going to add value to your life as well. Yeah, yeah. I would say live, laugh, and love. Like, like seriously, like don't be scared to do those things. Like, don't be scared to live your life. Don't be scared to be happy. Don't be scared mm-hmm. to love. And And when it's time for those things to come to an end appreciate it for for what it was mm-hmm. and certain things have a funny way of coming back into your life 
and just don't don't give too much value to any one thing or one person or one one anything in your life because life is a crazy thing man and you never really know like what could happen or what chain of events can take place or how people feel so be happy within yourself first and then find things and people and whatever that adds more happiness to you i guess but mm, right and um i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave the daydreamers with this um when you feeling down um just try to try your best to pull yourself up i know it's hard right now and i know it's it's difficult but you know you're not alone and you're, you're gonna get through it uh, another thing is is you're gonna feel i want to say this just because you're different and people clown you for being different they're very envious because they can't do it themselves and they can't step out the box themselves so you're doing something right but on that note ladies and gentlemen boys and girls who the listeners were out were your friend when you don't have any and thank you for being awkward with us i'm nas i'm vince and i'm real and we're out <laughs>